The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. Radio Azim Premji University Welcome to the India Project. This is the morning of the 14th of August, 1947. The India Project with Josie Joseph and Sheetal. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. Episode 7 birth of the nation I'm trying to recreate this scene for myself very difficult to do seeing as I wasn't there but I'm trying to go back to a precise moment in history let's just say it's the 14th of August 1947 9 a.m. I'm trying to close my eyes and imagine the streets a buzz with excitement people you know milling about because we are about to make our tryst with destiny Josie as a as a person who's been breathing this research for a long period of time how do you really imagine that moment to be i thought that's where we should take our listeners to on the morning of the 14th of august uh, what what is it like in your mind yeah i mean i i don't think any one person or uh, any number of historians can actually reconstruct that day fully because of the you know there are uh, days in which decades happen it was one such day On the 14th, uh, Mountbatten returns in the afternoon from Karachi after the dominion of Pakistan is inaugurated, where Jinnah has taken over as a governor general, not Mountbatten. Uh, and uh, sometime after he landed in Delhi, uh, he has a visitor. Uh, it's a ruler of Dholpur. Dholpur is uh, a small uh, princely state next to the Chambal River, Rajasthan border. Uh, nothing great to say, but you know, I think Dholpur. ruler in many ways symbolizes what happens when people who have enjoyed unbridled power for centuries know that it's going to be snatched away so he comes and he's in tears and tells mountbatten you know the british empire has abandoned us we have been loyal to you for all these uh, decades down in trivandrum uh, sir cp who was attacked by the insurgent uh, which led to the travancore giving up its Uh, ambitions of independence is finally sitting up to reply to one of the most important letters in this entire game of chess which is indoors invitation to be the prime minister so cp writes to him saying that i mean turns it down and says that i'm retiring and i finally made up my mind to retire from that kind of activity while reiterating my sincere sense of obligation to your highness for the offer of the prime ministership of indore i feel that i shall not be justified in taking up that position for reasons that i have indicated his highness of travancore has finally decided to accede to the indian dominion and has obtained what he on the whole considers to be advantageous terms may i in conclusion repeat my grateful thanks to your highness and assure you that my advice and help will always be at your disposal though not in an official capacity with my best regards i am your highness very sincerely cp ramaswamy ayer 
and actually uh, on the 15th i think itself or 16th the cp leaves to and uh one after the rulers are coming to meet uh, mount batten in delhi reva's ruler comes he is a young ruler his father has recently been removed as a ruler because his father orchestrated a murder in bombay hmm. but he fears that his father will once a british hand of blessing is removed hmm. his father might come back and stage a coup to take over the palace hmm. so mount batten tells him look the only solution to that is you do lasting reforms in your place so that you become popular hmm. so that the father can come back uh, and sometime during the day the hyderabad delegation lands and they are carrying a letter from nizam where he has categorically said that he will not be signing the instrument of accession i know that your excellency will have understood from my letter of the 8th august 1947 that i am not prepared to execute an instrument of accession but he is ready to cooperate with the indian dominion on uh, defense external affairs and uh, telecommunications at the same time i share your excellency's wish to find a solution satisfactory to us all and i hope that continuance of negotiations will produce this result yours sincerely mir usman ali khan and 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 sometime around the day there is within the viceroy's house which would be in few hours become the government house british officials are discussing a request from vp menon hmm. vp has told them to hand over all the records of political department etc to the states department hmm. now they discussing should we do it and they come to the agreement that no we can't give out all our records to the indians because it contains the secrets of royalties for centuries um and uh, as you know in kashmir two days earlier the ruler has already said that is going to sign and stancil agreement with both the dominions so it is not coming into india as nehru or sheikh abdullah or gandhi wanted mm-hmm. so that's disappointment there uh, in baroda the where there was hope for celebrating independence now the ruler has given orders banning all kinds of celebrations uh, which is actually happening in many princely states including mysore mm-hmm. uh, and in bhopal by the evening uh, around i think 8 o'clock or so hamidullah sits down to write a letter to mount batten in accordance with the contents of your letter of the 11th august and the arrangement arrived at saying that i'm going to do what you told me which is to sign the instrument of accession but i have signed and dated my instrument of accession and standstill agreement before midnight august the 14th 1947 and i am sending them as per agreement between us in a sealed envelope with instructions in my own handwriting on the envelope that it shall not be opened or delivered to the states department until the evening of the 25th august 1947 unless i authorize you to deliver it earlier this is going to be a secret between you and me hmm. and you are going to hold in secret for next 10 days during which i have the right to withdraw the instrument of accession i shall be grateful if you will please as agreed lock the sealed envelope in your private box and in accordance with the undertaking given by you will not deliver it to the states department or to anyone else before the evening of the 25th of august 1947 unless i authorize you to do so earlier should i decide not to accede your excellency will in accordance with the further undertaking given by you 
in your letter of the 11th August 1947, return to me any time up to the evening of 25th August 1947, the sealed envelope containing the instrument of accession and standstill agreement signed by me and placed in your safe custody. I note that Sardar Patel has given his consent to these arrangements. I shall be grateful if a proper acknowledgement and receipt of this letter and the sealed envelope is kindly given to me by you and handed to the bearer of this letter. Complete secrecy shall, as far as humanly possible, be maintained over this special treatment which my state is being accorded. I note that Sardar Patel has also agreed equally to maintain secrecy. As regards my abdication, the situation here is so tense and so highly charged that if I abdicate at this juncture, it will, I now find, lead to most horrible consequences. The life of a single Hindu or Muslim subject of mine is far more dear to me than a thousand abdications, whatever the reason for the abdication may be. I have therefore decided not to abdicate at present. I will let you know my final decision in regard to the accession of my state on or before the 25th August 1947. Yours very sincerely, Hamidullah. So he's not even giving up his fight mm. even now. Mm. And uh, down in Western India, in Junagad uh, a couple of days earlier, the Diwan has told a gathering of public that uh, they are still looking at uh, what to do and they'll take care of all the people, etc. And uh, New Delhi is as on the 13th, New Delhi sends a telegram asking for the signed copy of instrument of accession. There is complete silence. Indoor ruler is missing. He's not there. And there is no instrument of accession from Indoor. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the scene, which means the dominion of India is looking like a paper that is torn and, you know, hmm. uh, scratched at various places. Hmm. Uh, it is nowhere near the map of India that we today know. Hmm. And uh, it is against that backdrop. 14th August 1947. The streets outside Parliament House. Let me now uh, hand the microphone to the crowd for a second to give you an idea of how enthusiastic they still are. Uh, masses of people, a sea of faces, all glistening with enthusiasm, and I am lifting the microphone about a foot above my head. People are hitting the streets for celebrations. And mind you, in Punjab, Bengal, especially Punjab, the violence is really peaking. Mm -hmm. After centuries of foreign rule, freedom was at our doorstep. But the followers of the Muslim League indulged in large-scale killings, looting and burning in Lahore, Gujaranwala, Rawalpindi, Lialpur and many other towns and villages of Punjab, Sindh and Bengal. There were repercussions in several parts of India. Tens of thousands perished and millions became homeless. Overnight, millions became refugees. The Boundary Commission recommendations are not going to be released, so there is uncertainty in the border areas of Punjab, Bengal, etc. And uh, so against these certain uncertainties and uh, this very incomplete uh, reality of India, 
is when the constant assembly meets by uh, around 9 pm mm-hmm. for the session right this is interesting you know because when i try to recreate this in my mind i tend to and i think i suspect most of us who've uh, you know read a bit about our history uh, the formation of the republic tend to bathe it in this vivid colors of celebration across the length and breadth of the organization everybody is broken out onto the streets waving flags uh, flags i don't know whether that came into being but yes so that's the point you know uh, that's the idea that one gets and get you're telling me that on the 14th right until 9 pm we don't even have a full country the way we imagine it in our heads today and what's interesting is when we study history right uh, this part of the princely states being integral to our the formation of a of a republic seems to be not quite there in the sense that we uh, are more focused on freedom's struggle the movement the the main players who took the battle out to the to the colonizers all of that is there but somehow the story of the princely states is not there what prompted you josie i'm just going to digress over here we'll come back to the 9 pm hour that you've given me but what prompted you to focus on this aspect of our story must be about 10 years ago you know i was in i was in the times of india and uh, uh, because of my own lack of interest in history as a student i started and as i became professionalized started making an effort to understand history better so if you come to my house my home library is significantly filled with books on history mm. uh, i started spending a lot of time at the national archives of india this is the phase we are talking about 2000 maybe 10 11 that period hmm. the transparency revolution that in many ways manmohan singh set off his right to information act and the internet and other paraphernalia was speaking and manmohan singh had uh, declassified a set of very benign files from the nehru's pmo it was the first set of files to be declassified from the prime minister's office okay. i started accessing them and i found things like nehru salary certificate then i got curious and started looking at it and realized that even what looks like the most mundane boring government files actually hold great uh, uh, history for example mm. there is a great amount of discussion happening in the nehru's pmo about holding a part of parliament in bangalore there's a very serious discussion and after the china war there is another serious discussion about providing all indian men i mean all all grown up indians with compulsory military training so a lot of these things keep dropping off and we forget i mean not even not that we forget we don't even know what happened so and i wish i wish some of those things had moved forward and that set me off on the uh, realization that that there was very clear distinction between history return of india until the time british were there and post that because britishers were great at bookkeeping accounting and record keeping so great books have been written by many historians mm. all of it is there but if you look at the period from for example 47 to 1950 there have been books but books are very anecdotal some you know abstract information from here and there and that's when i started looking at and realized that by around uh, uh, june of 1947 when nehru and jinnah and all demand that the political department hand over the dealings with princely state to the states department mm-hmm. files moved to the indian side indians are keeping the files and as expected indians did not keep those records properly or declassified or anything mm. and 
as I was searching, I realized that some of those files are being declassified, which means that phase of, I, I was saying the Manmohan Singh government, uh, I, I would say UPA 2 and UPA 1 even, uh, they were dumping, departments are told to declassify, they were dumping hundreds of thousands of files in archives. Mm. And archives obviously had manpower shortage and everything. So it was all lying there, here and there. Uh, that's how it began. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I started collecting whatever I could. And uh, then I bought on board uh, two historians. I was paying them some small stipend from my end. They would every month take the siphon and tell me, you're mad, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, because I also didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but we kept collecting. I said, just keep collecting. So the first lot of documents we collected was actually about the Privy Purse negotiations mm-hmm. after independence. Okay. And I thought, oh, it's great. But then I realized, no, that the previous months in the run-up to independence, mm-hmm. there was a lot of drama happening, which has not been told well. We know from some public records like Jodhpur, we know, we have heard about Junagadh, etc. But not the complete picture or Nizam, we know. But we don't know the complete intricacies and drama that went into it. Hmm. And we identified and started mapping the State Department files. Hmm. So then we converted this project into what we call Birth of a Nation. Hmm. I know that it's a uh, name of a very infamous Hollywood racist movie. Hmm. Uh, but we called it still Birth of a Nation. Hmm. I think it's not the complete story. I wouldn't want to say that. I think we need a thousand more, maybe thousands of more historians to dig deep locally and broadly Hmm. and tell these stories because unless we celebrate the Republic and the independence, it is easy for us to forget the privileges of it. Hmm. And it is easy for someone to come and subvert it. Hmm. Josie, I'm thinking we'll take a small little break over here and we'll be back. Stay with us on the India Project with Josie Joseph. Coming up on the other side of the break. Long years ago, we made a tryst with destiny, and now the time comes. Let us say there are 20 mangoes. I know it's 20 because I'm counting in base 10. But if I was counting in base 9, I would say I have 2 2 mangoes. What does that mean? I have 2 into 9 plus 2 mangoes. I have 2 2 mangoes. But if you are an Indian, uh, that's how you say 2 in base 10. I have 2 2 mangoes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a math, math, math world with Divakaran and Shraddha. Out now. Only on Radio Azim Premji University. On the face of it, right, across the six episodes that we've uh, heard so far, more I think about it, more I feel nothing much has changed. We seem to have been a divisive people back in the day. We seem to have been a people who wanted in some way to be ruled or would have preferred to be ruled. And somehow that's what I'm tempted to read into a princely state's desire to say sign in with the uh, with the idea of a republic. Although, yes, you did say the idea of a republic did appeal to them for a whole lot of positive other reasons. Why is this story, Josie, so important to tell here and now? Because I'm sure you you want to make that point a little bit more decisively, right? Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of things about... Um 
India, the Indian, the nation state of India and its emergence from colonialism that has not been celebrated enough. I mean, one of the points which really strikes me is that um, uh, historically, all the nation states from the US to France, when would you take, have all emerged from violence, militancy, that's bloodshed. And then comes Gandhi. He creates a foolish formula of uh, non-violence, ahimsa, against the greatest empire of the world. And he brings it, brings a formula onto a society where there is already, you know, notified tribes and denotified tribes and criminal tribes and others and tells them, look, peaceful way is a way to take on the most mightiest of the armed guy. And he creates a new formula for fighting the oppressor. Hmm. And he's successful. Now, that changes the course of human history forever. You find the emergence of Martin Luther King, who was a child when Gandhi was staging the fight. You find that being copied by Mandela and, and so, on, so on and so forth. And, and I think human history moved into a more peaceful phase of uh, protest against oppression because of Gandhi. Hmm. I think that has not been celebrated enough by us. Uh, there is no other nation state which is so diverse in every which way that you can think of. And that has not been celebrated enough. Uh, but the fact is that we had a generation of leaders uh, who believed in it and imposed it almost on us to wake us up and pull us along and move forward and show the results of it. We have not celebrated that. If you take the 70,000 years of modern human history, there is no bigger social, socio-political experiment than India. Right? Such a diverse number of people and such a large geography deciding to live peacefully under a written constitution. We don't celebrate enough. I hate to do this at this point. I want this moment to soak in to the listeners, you know, soul and everything. But then I got to come back to 9pm because that's where you left me. What happened from 9 p.m. to uh, midnight, just before Nehru was clearly practicing in some room somewhere? This is again my imagination running wild because that's what you would do with a speech. Who wrote that speech? The whole tradition of oratory. Uh, I mean, it remains one of those speeches uh, and we even want to deliver it with the way, with the intonations that Nehru himself had. Uh, all of these things fascinate, continue to fascinate a band of people in this country. So tell us 9 p.m. onwards, now we are back again to that. Yeah, while... Well, uh for millions, it was a moment of anxiety and celebration in New Delhi, in the Constitution Hall. I mean, by 11 p.m., members are all settled into the hall and uh, Dr. Rajendra Prasad, the president uh, of the assembly, uh, is, on, is in the chair. The session begins with the singing of uh, Vande Mataram. Uh, it is the first verse of Vande Mataram that is sung. And it was sung by uh, Sucheta Kripalani. It's followed by Dr. Rajendra Prasad's address, delivered in Hindustani. Yad Karna Chahiye. जो मनुष्यों 
और देशों के भाग्य को बनाता है एंड देन एज ही एंड स्पीच ही कॉल्स ऑन द मेंबर्स टू स्टैंड इन साइलेंस टू ऑनर द मेमोरी ऑफ those who have died in the struggle for freedom in india and elsewhere the assembly stands up in silence for 2 minutes and uh, then he invites uh, pandit jawarlal nehru to move the motion which stands in his name nehru uh, gets up to deliver probably one of the greatest speeches ever delivered across anywhere in the world and the speech is handwritten by nehru he doesn't have any speech writers and uh, what we now know we know well know as a opening line that many years ago we had made a tryst with destiny itself uh, actually it was a date with destiny in the handwritten note and he improvises as he goes along long years ago we made a tryst with destiny and now the time comes when we shall redeem our pledge not wholly or in full measure but very substantially at the stroke of the midnight hour when the world sleeps india will awake to life and freedom dr radhakrishnan seconded the motion history and legend will go around this day it marks a milestone in our democracy's march here in this land under the leadership of one who will go down in history as perhaps the greatest man of our age we have opposed patience to fury quietness of spirit to bureaucratic tyranny with what result that the transition is being effected in such an orderly and dignified way the formalities are moving forward and as the clock struck 12 here goes the time the president of the assembly and all the members stood up to take a pledge saying that jab hind vasiyon ne tyag aur tap se swatantrata hasil kar li hai मैं जो इस विधान परिषद का एक सदस्य हूं अपने को बड़ी नम्रता से इन और इन बाजुओं की सेवा के लिए अर्पण करता हूं आफ्टर द प्लेज डॉक्टर राजेंद्र प्रसाद से इज दैट assembly of india has endorsed the recommendation that lord mount batten be governor general of india on the 15th august 1947 and the message be conveyed to him by the president and the prime minister then they moved the motion for national flag then dr rajendra prasad invited uh, shrimati hansa mehta uh, old gandhian one of the 15 members of the constituent assembly to present the national flag on behalf of the women of india she gets up saying that in the absence of shrimati sarojini naidu 
it is my proud privilege on behalf of women of india to present this flag to the nation through you i have a list here of nearly 100 prominent women of all communities who have expressed a desire to associate themselves with this ceremonial there are hundreds and hundreds of other women after the flag is presented the president says that uh, he has accepted with thanks a poem composed by the chinese ambassador in india accepted with thanks a poem composed by the excellency dr chian lu lu the chinese ambassador and then he calls on mrs srimati sucheta kripalani for the singing of national songs first sare jahan se acha hindustan hamara followed by the first verse of janagana mana adinayak jay he janagana mana adinayak jay he bharat bhag vidhana panjab at that historic moment as mrs kripalani ends the verse he adjourns a house to 10 am august 15th 1947 the house will now stand adjourned for a few hours till 10 o'clock In season 1 we went over the drama and the tensions that played out as India struggled to emerge as a united dominion of India but as we end the season do remember that it's only August 14th midnight the Indian dominion is nowhere in full shape there is so much more to be accomplished to complete that map so in season 2 we will talk about the journey to completing the map and the struggles to become a republic this is the india project a few thoughts for us to wrap our heads around are we brave and wise enough to grasp this opportunity and accept the challenge of the future this was a question on nehru's mind as we grappled with our newfound freedoms there was an enormous amount of work behind us until this point as we have learned a bit of it at least through these last few episodes of the india project and there was an enormous amount of work behind us until that point and an enormous amount ahead how do we rise to it and rise above what always rankled the country poverty disease rancor and divisions how will the princely states buy into the notion of nationhood how will the people understand and assimilate democratic principles what would the constitution look like who gets to say what and how much these dates might be 75 years behind us but the problems we faced then are not too dissimilar to the ones we face now The past clings on to us still in some measure. History may not repeat itself, but it does often rhyme. In the episodes and season ahead, we will look for these patterns, these new old stories and the resonances we still find around us. The India Project will return. That was episode 7. 
birth of the nation. Make sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements and don't forget to subscribe, like our channel for future episodes. Radio Azim Premji University. 